Uh, but we're so glad that you're here today. If I've never had the chance to meet you before, uh, my name is Chris Massey. I'm another one of the pastors here uh, at Family Life Church, and uh, I feel like the only one we didn't get to see this morning was Pastor Mike, and I don't even know where he got to. Oh, he's in the back. He, he sits all over the place. He's our incognito pastor. So, <laughs> but from all of our pastoral staff, we just wanted to say welcome to you, and uh, we're so glad that you came to worship with us this morning to celebrate Life Day. Today is the day when we're celebrating all the awesome things that God is doing in our midst, and And so throughout this service this morning, we're going to celebrate those who have become members of the church, uh, those who are having their children dedicated, and also uh, those who are going to be baptized. We didn't just put this bucket up here. There is a purpose behind it. Uh, But the water is heated, so you you won't be freezing cold when you get in. Um, And I've already heard some requests from some, don't hold me other too long. And some of your family members said, hold them a little longer. So uh, money pays, that's all I can say. So whatever, you know. Highest bitter wins. (laughs) But we're going to start this morning just in in celebrating our new members here at the church. And and one of the things that I love is to see the ways in which God is bringing new people into our midst. And one of the questions I get a lot from people is, what is the point of being a member of the church? And and I think that, that question really speaks to this idea of membership as we think of it in earthly terms, right? Maybe some of you are part of a gym that you don't go to. Um, maybe some of you are part of like a rod and gun club or a parcheesi club, a chess club. I don't know. Uh, but typically what happens when you become a member of a club is that you pay something and you get something in return. You, you get a benefit from this. And so I think that sometimes that enters into our thinking when it comes to becoming like, I'm going to be a member of the church. Well, what do I get out of it? A uh, few things. You get free parking. Okay. Uh, preferred seating anywhere you want in the whole building, um, and you can get uh, 0% off at the cafe. That's amazing. Um, So you can do that as well. Uh, But no, it's not about the benefit of what we get, right? We're joining, and here's the statement with membership. It is to say, Family Life Church is not just a church, it's my church. That's my church, right? And I think of it in these terms too, and maybe this doesn't paint as good of a picture. How many of you know that, like, for those of you who are married, when you got married, right, you joined another family. For better or worse, we won't get into that this morning, okay? But you joined another family. And, and part of that is, is that commitment. I'm gonna be a part of that family. I choose to, to serve and to, to do my best to bless that family. And that's what membership is here at Family Life Church. I just wanna share this verse with you here. Uh, this is Jesus speaking in John chapter 13, 16. This is what he says. I tell you the truth, servants are not greater than their master. Nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. And Jesus came and he modeled this on such an incredible level to his disciples and the rest of the world. He said, I came to be a servant. And one of the things that he did as he was serving is he was with his disciples at one point and he took a towel and he wrapped it around himself and then he got down on his knees and it says that he began to wash the feet of his disciples. Imagine this. I mean, this is Jesus. This is the Son of God. And he comes and, and, you know, we're thinking, well, there should be a triumphal entry. There should be bands playing and people, you know, bowing down and worshiping. And this God who loves us so much, he gets down on his knees and he serves. And he even says to them, listen, the point behind this is for you to understand that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And that is the heart of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, is to be a servant. And so for our new members, we have this lovely golf towel, maybe. I don't know what you would use it for. Uh, You can save it for baptism if you're getting baptized. Uh, But it says servant on it. 
It says servant because that's what God has called us to be. Not just members, not just partners with our church, but servants for the mission to which God has called us. And so I want to invite all of those who have taken our Next Steps class and have signed our membership covenant. If you are in the service, can I invite you to stand to to make your way up to the front here right now so that we can recognize you this morning? Come on, don't be shy. There you go. Yep, yep, yep. Come on. I just want to give you this gift, and, and again, it's not about what you get out of it. i got to be honest, this towel is not that cool. But uh, we want to thank you for being a part of this incredible family and for making the decision to say, you know what, Family Life Church is not just going to be a church, it's my church. I believe in what God's doing. I believe in the things that He's accomplishing and that He's building and producing through the work that we're doing to reach the community. And I just want to pray over this group, if you would just join me in praying for them, because the heart of the servant is what moves the gospel forward. That's what sends the gospel out of a building and into a community, and let's pray that. So Lord, we just thank you for each one of these servants, and God, the ways in which you are working in their hearts. Lord, you have drawn them out and into a place where they've said, I've committed myself to being a part of the ministries here at Family Life Church. I've committed myself to being part of this family, and God, as they do so, I pray that you'll do incredible things through them, and God, I pray that you will continue to build that servant's heart inside of them that says, I've come to serve just as my Savior served me. Lord, I thank you for each one of them. Just pray your blessings over their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we congratulate them again? Thank you so much, members. All right, we're going to build with excitement here as we go because we've got more to celebrate. I love a day where we just get to celebrate stuff. Our next part of our celebration here is we want to celebrate our children. How many of you are grateful for your children? Even if you're not, just raise your hand. Okay, it's fine. Listen, I get it. I'm in that teenage season, and as they get around that age, there are days you question, am I thankful for these? Like, do I want to keep going with this? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. They are a blessing. Uh, But you know what? It is incredible, And, and one of the things that we've been so gifted in is the fact that God has given us family. And there's a a woman in the Bible by the name of Hannah, and and if you've never read this before, it's in 1 Samuel chapter 1. And this woman, Hannah, she can't have children. And and maybe for some of you, you can identify with that. Uh, But Hannah was in this place where she's like, I really want a son. I really want a son. It was uh, something that really created a lot of of strife in her life, a lot of of envy between her and her her, uh, other husband's wife that there, there was this conflict. So she prays to God and she just pours out her heart, God, would you give me a child? God, would you give me a child? Would you bless me with a child? And wouldn't you know, God is faithful and he gives her this child. But here's what she says in her promise. God, if you would give me this child, I would give him back to you. I would dedicate him to you. All the days of his life, he would belong to you and he would be yours and he would follow you. I would do that. And when God gives her this son, look what she does. You read this in 1 Samuel 1, 27 and 28. She says to the priest Eli when she goes to visit in the temple, I ask the Lord to give me this boy and he has granted my request. Now I am giving him to the Lord and he will belong to the Lord for his whole life. Listen, as parents, what greater hope could we have than that when we give our children to the Lord that they would belong to him for their whole life, right? 
That's our hope. That's our desire. And listen, uh, just to be very clear, you know, I think there's sometimes a misconception about what we here at Family Life Church do regarding child dedication. It's not, I'm going to bring my kids up and God is going to do something awesome because Pastor Chris is going to bless them and anoint them and then they're good to go. The reality of it is, is that each of these parents who's going to be joining us at the stage in a moment, they're making a covenant before God and with you as the church to say, I'm going to raise this child to love Jesus. And some of you in here, you know the pain of the fact that you raised your children to love Jesus. Maybe they're not serving God today, but we also believe in the promise of Proverbs 22, 6. It says, raise up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, They'll get back onto the path that God has for them. And that's the dedication that we make today. So parents, if you are dedicating your children today, can I ask you to join me up here at the front as we get ready to celebrate this moment together? We did make the transition this year into changing to child dedication uh, because we knew there were a number of kids in our church who didn't have that opportunity when they were babies. And, and you know what? These parents, they still want to make that decision to say, we're dedicating our children to the Lord this morning. And so that's, that's the, the, the great joy of being able to celebrate this together. Aren't they just beautiful? What, a, what an incredible gift. I meant the babies. I mean, the adults, you guys look good too, but. All right, parents. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on the wrong page here. Uh, this morning, we paused for a few moments to celebrate the gift of life and to bear witness as these parents dedicate their children to the Lord. We are partnering with these families this morning to make this solemn covenant with God and them. For in Matthew 19, 14, Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. Lord, we just pause in this moment and we invite your presence. For God, we know that it would be easy for us to just do a ceremony but we don't want to just stand on words, just stand on this opportunity. We want to invite your spirit and your presence into this moment, your anointing on each of these families, and ask that you would do something amazing. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord desires us to raise our children according to his ways, and these parents have expressed their desire to raise their children in the ways of the Lord. Ephesians 6.4 states, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger in the way that you would treat them. Rather, bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. These parents desire today to publicly express their inward desire to raise their children in the Lord Jesus Christ. In return, a promise is given to them in Proverbs 22.6. Direct your children on the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. As you can see, child dedication is actually a parental dedication. The emphasis is on the training in the Lord. And these, this is the parents' responsibility along with the support of help from family, friends, and you, the church. It is the responsibility that is not to be taken lightly, but that each of us must consider in every word, action, attitude, and circumstance as we teach these children how to be men and women of God. Psalm 127 says that unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with centuries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to the ones he loves. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the gates. The Lord has given these parents a precious gift by giving them their family. 
Now they must let the Lord build their house. The Bible teaches us to trust in the Lord. And although raising a family is a great responsibility, we have, the, we have peace because of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. For 1 Corinthians 16, 6.20 says, God bought you with a price, so you must honor your God with your body. And Romans 5.8 says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die while we were still sinners. Parents, do you profess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and that you and your household are not your own, but that you are the Lord's? If so, then say, we do. Do you promise to raise your children according to the biblical guidelines of Ephesians 6.4 by being a godly example, reading them the Bible, providing fellowship with other believers, and praying with them regularly? If so, then say, we do. Any grandparents in attendance, if I could ask you to please stand. Grandparents, do you promise to display the love of God in your homes and in your lives? Will you honor God in your relationships with one another and in your care for your grandchildren? Will you support them by being godly examples and support your children by being careful and patient instructors as they raise their children to honor the Lord? If so, then say, we do. Church, if you would please rise. Family, friends, and fellow believers, do you promise to support these parents as they raise their children in the ways of our Lord Jesus Christ? Do you promise to display love, compassion, and grace at every opportunity as they learn how to follow Christ from your example? If so, then say, we do. Thank you. You may be seated. We're going to pray for these families, and I invite you to join us in prayer as we pray for them. Well, we're going to pray God's anointing and blessing on their lives because Psalm 139 tells us that all the days of our lives were written down in God's book before one came to pass. He sees them and he knows them. So Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for these families. We thank you for these children. And we pray your blessings over their lives. We pray your blessings over their futures. God, we pray that their steps would be ordained by God, that everywhere they go, you would cause them to prosper and surround them with your mercies. Lord, I pray that you would go before them and behind them, surround them with your love. God, that you would show them your goodness, that when they call on you, you would answer them. That you would show them your salvation and your mercies and direct their steps, God. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness in their lives and pray that you will go before them all of their days, blessing them and encouraging them and giving them hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we congratulate these parents one more time? Parents, I believe Miss Lisa is here somewhere. I don't know where she's hiding, but Miss Lisa, Lisa to the stage. All right, she'll catch up with you later. Uh, we will have certificates and gifts for you at the end, but thank you so much for being a part of this, this service. I know you're all thinking, 
My kid wouldn't scream like that. Yes, they would. Knock it off. Get over it. Listen, I, one of the things that I've always found interesting about baby dedication is when, they, when I usually have to hold the baby and the baby's been happy the entire service. That's not funny. And then I pick them up and they just start to scream. It's not, pl- no, never mind. Never mind. We'll move on. Lastly, we're going to finish our time together in celebrating baptism. You know, I've heard a lot of remarks about baptism in my life and people who would say, I want to get baptized, but I got to be honest, I don't feel really good about standing up in front of a bunch of other people. Uh, I don't look good soaking wet. Hey, join the club, right? And you know, there's something about this, this idea and, and really it's, it's not about the water. It's, it's not about what we're wearing or who's present, It's really about a profession of faith that we make, a statement that we declare before God in which we say, God, I'm making a decision today that I want to be yours and I want you to be mine and I want to profess that publicly. And really, if anything, it's that temptation to feel shame when everybody else is watching and we're soaking wet and it's it's that even uh, even that part of us that we give to the Lord and we say, God, there are going to be many days when in the eyes of the rest of the world, I don't look like I'm at my best, but I desire for my entire life to be at my best in relationship with you. I forsake what anybody else thinks about me because I've died to self and I've chosen to live for your glory. In Romans 6.34, Paul writes to the Roman church and he says this, have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For he died, or for we died, and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. New life is what it's all about. It's not about water. It's not about what you were wearing or who. It's new life in Jesus. It's this decision to say, I choose to be crucified with Christ. I choose to partake and to be a participant in the death that he gave on the cross for my sake. And more importantly, I choose to be a partaker, a participant of his resurrection because he's raising up in me and through me something new that I was never before. And as we celebrate with these who are being baptized this morning, that's exactly what we do. To be able to celebrate that God is going to use this moment, not just as a moment where they got wet in front of the church, But it is a moment of demarcation in their lives where they say, from here forward, everything about my life was for Jesus. Everything about me was for Jesus because I chose to die to self and to live for God's glory. And church, that's something we can celebrate together. So just for the sake of all of our baptizees, baptizees, I don't know what they would be called. Do we agree that we don't care what they look like right now? Because here's what looks really good on you, Jesus. Jesus looks really good on you. And it's what we're most impressed to see as God is doing something this morning. But we're going to go ahead and enter into this time. And I'd like to invite uh, the first of our children who are going to be baptized. So Pastor Tyler is going to come and baptize some of our children this morning uh, as, as we get to see this. Listen, I hope you guys don't know, know this for a fact, but 
there are awesome things that take place back in our kids' ministry where they're learning to live their lives for Jesus. And this is part of that expression. Part of that expression for them is being able to say, I'm learning to live my life for Jesus. And in doing so, I'm going to make the decision to die to self and to live for Jesus for the rest of my life. And we get to be a part of that this morning. All right, Chad, do you profess Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Yes, okay, awesome. Come on up, Morgan. Give your towel, Pastor Chris. <laughs> All right, Morgan, do you profess Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Awesome. Penelope, do you profess Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Ben asked, how long am I going to hold him under? Two minutes. Okay. That was your dad's request. Okay. just kidding. Ben, do you profess Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Awesome, awesome. That's a great start. Guys, you can head out to the back there and we'll get your, your dry clothes. We'll, yep, take your shoes because they don't, they stink, you know. When I kneel down there, I'll smell that. We also have a few of our teenagers who are getting baptized today. So Pastor Matt is going to come on up and baptize these teenagers. Sophie, do you want to go first? <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have anything to share? Okay. Let me ask you this question. Um, do you profess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and is your life no longer your own? Yes. Awesome, awesome. 
Do you have uh, Do you have anything to share? Awesome. Uh, do you profess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and your life is no longer your own? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. I was going to hold you under longer, but it just didn't seem like the right time, Dante. All right, our grown-ups, our adults, who wants to go first? There's always got to be somebody. All right. Oh, we're going to have a, we're going to go for it. All right, Ethan, come on up. All right. You want to climb in there? That's cold, but this is warm, I promise. Ethan, do you profess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and that your life is no longer your own? Then by our mutual faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, Gerald, you were, you were almost, you wanted it, so. Would you like to say anything? Gerald, do you profess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and that your life is no longer your own? I do. Then by our mutual faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, who's next? Come on. I'm getting soaked now, but it's good. I I get double baptized. Do you want to say anything? Okay, nobody wants to say anything. In fact, they want to say nothing. That's nice, right? (laughs) Do you profess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and that your life is no longer your own? By our mutual faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Truthfully, you guys should be fighting to get up here. I mean, this is awesome. This is a great day. Fighting with a servant's heart. Did you want to say anything? No. Okay. I'll keep asking, but everybody says no. You can see it sit, yeah. 
Do you profess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and that your life is no longer your own? Yes. By our mutual faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then there were two. Isn't it warm? Yeah, I thought so. Do you profess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and that your life is no longer your own? Yes. By our mutual faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Last one, JP. Do you profess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and that your life is no longer your own? Then by our mutual faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, now I have been baptized too. We're good. <laughs> I just want to thank you on behalf of all of these families and all of these things that we've celebrated today. I want to thank you for being a part of it. As the family of God, your presence matters. It means more to these who have been a part of these ceremonies than you probably realize. And I just thank you for your support. And I ask your continued prayers for these families that dedicated their children, for those who got baptized today. And I want to invite you to stand as we close together in prayer. But we're going to pray that the work that God has started in, in motion today that he would see through to completion. So Lord, we thank you so much for the incredible things that we had the chance to celebrate today. The gift of new life, the gift of children, the gift of baptism, the gift of our servants who are being risen up all over the church, God. Those who have a desire to go out into the world and to, and to share the gospel of Jesus in this valley. And Lord, I just pray your blessings over our time together today. God, I pray that you will do a work and finish the work that you started in each person's life and in each family. God, we also just thank you for the food that we're about to have over in the Life Center as we celebrate uh, all the kids that are getting ready to go to camp. And Lord, the things that you're going to do in them there, the, the expectation that we have, God, for you to do awesome things. We just pray your blessings over that food and that time of fellowship and pray, Lord, that you'll do great things as we are together. God, we give all of these things over for your glory. It's all about you, King Jesus. And we're thankful that we get to be a part of it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, if you need prayer, our prayer team will be up here at the front. We'd love to meet with you. Uh, you can head right over to the Life Center if you want to do spaghetti. 